wiggles, not the kind that wiggle tea that you drink, not scribble all together in a cottage she calls day. Chairs and tea with Nanny B. Hello, your timing is impeccable. The kettle has only just boiled, and my neighbor Jules will be bringing us a story any minute now. Whoever could that be? Uh, hello? Hello, Nanny Bee. It's your neighbor Jules with a story. Oh, come in, come in. Please tell me you've taken the inspiration from our faithful listener, Darcy, and grown that story seed into a full-sized tail tree. That is exactly what I've done. Darcy has inspired this story. And I want to invite all our listening friends to get in touch with their story seeds, ideas, and inspiration that we can grow into a full-size tale. Just go to nannybee.com. But I can't wait another minute. Are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then. Darcy the Dragon Slayer, adapted for radio. Darcy looked like an ordinary boy, but looks can be deceiving. Darcy's class was full of boys, boys who never got themselves in trouble but often got others, boys who had the best grades and the worst friends, boys who played football, basketball, any ball at all, boys of every style, but no boys like Darcy. He was one of a kind, extraordinary in fact, but even Darcy himself didn't realize that until the middle of one dark night. <laughs> but I'm racing ahead. Let me roll back to Darcy's ninth birthday, the beginning of it all. It was a colder, wetter day than expected. Darcy and his friends ended up playing games inside. They built a pillow fort and had a pillow fight. They made their own pizzas and sundaes, ice cream sundaes, with every topping mother could think of. They had mini marshmallows, chocolate drops, rainbow sprinkles. They had crumbled Oreo cookies and toffee pieces. She'd even bought one can of whipped cream for each child, the kind where it sprays out from the tip a fluff-tastic ribbon of cream. Mother made this purchase, thinking they'd be outside and suffered as a result of them not being. It was actually quite revealing to see who would overtop and leave their half portion, who would hold back and go for seconds of a modest proportion, and those who would overtop and overeat, making themselves sick. I shouldn't name names, so we'll just call him Shaq. Shaq Shonson, to protect his identity. But you know who you are, Shaq. After all that pizza, after all that ice cream, there was still a cake to be had, one in the shape of a massive dragon, it was supposed to be a dragon-themed party, but the theme only extended to the cake and invitations, it seemed. They finished the usual song, Happy Birthday to You. Darcy blew out the candles. <sighs> they ate the dragon cake. And the unwrapping began. There was a Lego set, a butterfly net, a transforming bot, and Clone Wars clock? Darcy thought the fun would never end, even when the party did. Each of his friends left one by one, or two by two, for those organized enough to carpool. 
when all that was left was his best friend Ted, who lived just down the lane so could walk home whenever he'd come to the end of his playing time, or Mother'd come to the end of her patience. But today, they didn't mind if Ted stayed an extra long time. Gramps interrupted their play, declaring, It seems a good time this young lad opened up our gift. Everyone got very excited, more excited than they'd been about any of his other gifts. Darcy was confused, but just followed Gramps out to the garage. For a split second, Darcy thought, Did they buy me a car? Darcy has a very active imagination. But better than that was Darcy's real gift from his family. They'd all chipped in together to buy him his very own... Ta-da! Gramps said as he revealed... A bearded dragon! Now, I know what you're thinking, a bearded dragon for a dragon slayer, but you may rest easy. A bearded dragon is actually a lizard, and he doesn't even have a beard, just little spikes of skin that could, if, if you squint in the dark after a bad night's sleep, look like a beard. Darcy had no idea all the running around behind the scenes that took place to sneak into the garage, a bearded dragon, a bearded dragon's tank, and a bearded dragon's tank stand. It was a major production, with all the uncles and aunts and grands and gramps. They pulled it off. Darcy had no idea that his much-wished-for wish was actually going to come true. For the rest of the day, Darcy forgot all about the Lego set, the butterfly net, the transforming bot, and Clone Wars clock. All he could think about was Elwood, the Invincible. Darcy and Ted made up all sorts of stories about Elwood ruling the playground, Elwood eating their homework, Elwood sticky-licking their enemies' sandwiches. They played so long that Ted's mother came to look for him, in case he'd gotten stuck in a bush on the way home. Not as unusual as you think. There were a lot of prickly bushes between their houses. Ted reluctantly left, as did Gran and Gramps, the uncles and the aunts, after they shifted all that dragon gear into Darcy's bedroom, on his insistence. Darcy did not want to spend one night away from Elwood. That very night, Darcy was dreaming of dragons and knights. He watched them battle as he sat on the side of the lane playing a lute or the like. These dragons weren't as kind as Elwood, and definitely weren't as small. They towered over Darcy and singed his hair with their breath. Rise up, young man! A galloping knight shouted to Darcy, but Darcy just sat there, playing his lute and hoping the dragon wouldn't notice, or would really like his tune. Neither was the case. This dragon, Jurassicum, was fierce. He was massive, and he was set on barbecue Darcy for dinner. Darcy woke in a sweat, panting and quivering. He laid there in the dark, too afraid to fall back to sleep. He thought he was awake for several hours when he heard a whistle. Hey, Darcy, over here! Darcy sat up and squinted as he looked around his room in the dark after a bad night's sleep. Then he saw it, or him actually, Elwood, standing up on his legs with his big black beard, waving to Darcy. It's me, Darcy, Elwood, he said. Darcy slipped out of bed and went straight to the tank. Elwood, you do have a beard, Darcy said. And I'm a dragon. Darcy didn't even question that Elwood was talking. I mean, that probably would have been my first comment, but I digress. 
As a fellow dragon, I can give you a few tricks of the trade, words for the wise, food for thought. Darcy didn't have to reply. His eyes were eagerly listening. Jurassicum was once as small as me. Every dragon was, and inside each massive barbecue-breathing dragon is still a little dragon with the same fears and uncertainty we all have. Don't let big talk from a big mouth scare you. You, Darcy, have a big brain. Use it. That was a lot to take on board. Every dragon is a little dragon deep inside? Darcy went back to bed, and before he knew it, he was back to sleep, where Jurassicum was waiting. So you've returned, little man, with that, uh, what is that? It's a loot, Darcy replied. I'd call it a fat ukulele kind of mandolin, but either way, what good is that against a massive, barbecuing dragon like moi? Darcy had to agree, but then again, did he? This fat ukulele kind of mandolin would be an excellent vessel for scooping up. Darcy said as he dipped his whatever-you-want-to-call-it in the moat and scooped up a loot full of liquid. Or to Jurassicum, a loot full of lethal. He, he wasn't very good at terminology, this Jurassicum, but you get his drift. Jurassicum quickly backed down. Whoa, 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 settle down, buddy. No reason to get nasty now. <laughs> Unless you give me one, Darcy snarled. Jurassicum shrunk back. Without all that fighting fury puffing him up, he was no bigger than Darcy. Darcy looked him in the eye. Jurassicum looked him in the loot. The tables had turned, and Darcy knew he could take that dragon down. And so did the dragon. With that settled, Darcy let his gaze drift and saw his Lego set, his butterfly net, his transforming bot, and his Clone Wars clock. It was only just midnight, plenty of sleeping hours ahead of him. Fancy building a Lego castle, Jurassicum? Darcy asked. Actually, it's Jerry. I just go for that whole Jurassicum thing to sound, oh, tougher. <laughs> Any chance you could show me how to transform that bot? I can never work those things out, Jerry said. Darcy pulled out the bot, whipped it into a truck, then into a plane, and then a bot again. Jerry looked confused. So Darcy, the whenever-he-needed-to-be dragon slayer, spent the rest of the night teaching Jerry, the actually little dragon inside, how to work it out. The end. Oh, thank you, Jules. That Elwood sounds so familiar. I'm certain I've met him before. Well, Elwood is beige, and he's got... Orange zigzags, of course, of course course. He once arrived when my usual plumber, Terence, was on holiday, and I must say, he did such a splendid job with my plumbing. I wish Terence would go on holiday more often. Plumbing? Wow, a lizard of many skills. Yes, indeed. And I understand he's also a very gifted lute player. Always good to know. Will you be bringing us another story soon? Of course. I'll be back next week for more Tales and Tea. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out about all our episodes.
You can like or follow us on iTunes or Spotify to get a reminder. And get in touch if you've got a story seed to inspire another tale like Darcy's. Gonna leave a message for Nanny B and you might be on the show. This has been a Toby Hall production for nannybee.com.